Hello and welcome to Animal Sense, the show that puts the rat in irrationality and the bee in bemusement. I am your host, Elliot Connor, a grey-specked globetrotter with a silly walk and a love of breadcrumbs, is of course my topic today. The rock dove, feral pigeon or rat with wings, is an all-too-common eyesore for city slickers, and one with which, like old milk, our relationship sours daily. That said, time farts in all our faces, so it's up, up, the up, and away with Animal Sense, episode one. What's milky white, smells like shit, and falls from the sky? That's right, airdropped skunk tails. But whilst perfumed polecats, formidable biological weapons though they be, are yet to enter the armed forces, our feathered friends, the pigeons, have served with distinction, flying past burly warriors and busty philosophers in ancient Greece. Doves worked desperately to deliver messages for the warring city-states, retiring to share the results of early Olympics in times of peace. For all the Romans did for us, they did not, therefore, introduce the messenger pigeon. They did, however, continue the trend set by Egyptians, Greeks, Sumerians and insert Namians before them. Feathered envoys carried back news of Caesar's conquest of Gaul, the senators looking expectantly skywards for fresh news. Thus, we came to know the famous phrase, Veni vidi excremenum kenari, I came, I saw, I ate crap. The moral? Shut your mouth. <laughs> 7,000 dog years later, pigeons played the pivotal role in the world's most murderous practical joke. Its architect, a person who single-handedly undermines the sexist skew of dictators in the workforce. Olga of Kiev, dictatress by trade, merits reference on murderousmothers.com, evileuropeansaints.cross, and creepykillerportraits.com if such sites exist. In the siege that would win her an empire and a sainthood, Olga had camped her battle-weary army outside the gates of Iskodaston for over a year. Stalemate. So, she turned to scheming. With a BAFTA-worthy acting performance and a winning smile, she approached the rebel townspeople and convinced them that she had had victory enough over them and their kin, so would let them go free if they gave her a tribute of three pigeons per household. Nothing suspicious about that. Nothing suspicious at all. The relieved citizens raised the hefty dove offering, whereupon Olga had her soldiers attach burning sulfurous cloth balls to each of their legs. The pigeons flew back to their city roosts, with these burning bulls attached, and raised the place to the ground. Never, and I repeat, never trust a wicked, power-crazed stepmum with an army. Bird brains.
that sound means it's time for SN's Wobble Week in News. That's right, the Weird and Wacky World segment is the Wobble Real Deal, bringing you tall tales of animal antics from Flamingo, Florida to Wolf, Wyoming, and even outside the US, where town names aren't so barking mad. In the small print headlines this week, a rare Pacific football fish has washed up on a California beach. Lacking both feet and balls, experts suggest it most likely played for a woman's wheelchair team. <laughs> Pets and a concerned cat owner was relieved to hear that her kitten's undead appearance owes to a rare genetic mutation. The young cat apparently molts its fur twice a year and is not onto its 10th life as its looks would suggest. In bigger cat news, an American man was arrested after keen-eyed officials spotted a tiger on his lawn. The large feline escaped police in a car chase and remains very much at large. Another cat hunt continues in China after a Hangzhou animal park belatedly fessed up to an escaped leopard three weeks on the loose. Their most recent tactic has been the release of 100 chickens in an attempt to lure out the hungry predator. Unfortunately, recapturing the chickens is proving an even harder task and may require a thousand maggots as bait. Inside informants report a gang of old ladies standing by. <laughs> Australia and farmers in New South Wales face desperate times as a mouse plague sweeps through the state. Lobby groups are calling for government support, but international border closures could keep the Pied Piper out of the country for a further six months. On to research, where scientists have described a new species of worm with plenty going on down under. With one head and 100 butts, its greatest natural threat appears to be constipation. In the Canadian press, investigations into a case of lumber theft were closed this week when a nearby beaver colony was found in possession of the stolen goods. At a later interview, the claimant was understandably frustrated, quoted as saying, damn, damn, damn. <laughs> Technology and Elon Musk's brain implant firm has released footage of a monkey trained to play the classic video game Pong with its mind. This breakthrough advance has caused pushback amongst gamers who report disturbance from an as yet unidentified player, Chimpanz Free Online. Well, that's all we have time for tonight. Elliot from Animal Sensical News signing out. Thank you, Elliot. Now it's on to the traditional after news round of Name That Noise. For those with headspace to spare, here are the rules. I play a noise, you guess what it is. Then 
to really annoy you, I wait until next week's episode to reveal the answer. Here goes. Let's hear that one more time. What dulcet tones are these? Tune in next week to find out or follow at Animal Sensical on Twitter for the early reveal. As a great man once said, he who walketh second ne'er hath spiderwebs in his eyes. On which note, it's over to Elliot with tonight's pointless debate. Thank you, Elliot. This one's an oldie, but a goodie. Speaking on the topic, pigeons, pest or parasite, we have a special guest appearance from Elliot Connor. Thank you, thank you. Now, my real question for the audience is, do you have breast cancer? It doesn't really matter what you answer. That question was rhetorical. Of course you do. And did you know that teams of trained pigeons can detect cancerous tissue samples with 99% accuracy? Of course you didn't. So, these birds are clearly a threat to trained doctors, medics and nurses. Furthermore, the cruel columbidae, as pigeons and doves are known, are also demanding art critics. They can pick a Picasso from a Monet, Telebrac from a Cezanne, and recognise a Renoir from a Matisse. In short, struggling creatives globally face a flurry of scorn from these strutting crouton connoisseurs. Pigeons most certainly are non-excludable from the accusation of non-antipestiferousness. Thank you again to Elliot for taking the trouble to share his insight with us today. Another round of applause, please. Well, that brings us close to the end of this show's programming. First, however, we have the one minute challenge. And this episode, it will be... The Tongue Twister of Terror. Here goes. I'll read it once slowly, then once fast. Feel free to play along at home. Pip the Pigeon piled Peter Piper's peck of pickled peppers. Pip puked piggy pudding, pecking Piper's pickled pepper pips. Piper peeled Pip's puked peppers and said, How can a clam cram in a clean cream can? And now for the fast attempt. Pip the pigeon piled Peter Piper's peck of pickled peppers. Pipe puked piggy pudding pecking Piper's pickled pepper pips. Piper peeled Pip's puked peppers and said, how can a clam cram in a clean cram can? There we go. Now would seem the right time to say, do not try this at home if you value your tongue. And finally, on to the grand finale none of you have been waiting for. It begins with A and rhymes with balmy. It's... Ask Arnie. Here we put your best questions up against my alliterative Android amigo to see what he says. 
Yes, I am serious. <laughs> Our first caller is Miss Jira Fay from Ireland. And Jira asks, A cracker of a question to start off with. Let's dive right in. Everyone, ask Arnie. Hello, humans. Hello, Jira Fair. The words pigeon and dove are in fact silly nims. When the Normans invaded Britain in 1066, their garlic-sniffing, snail-sucking French language was blended with the Germanic language of the Saxons. Dove was the Saxon word, pigeon the French. So of course the defeated Saxons decided to use pigeon in the context of cooking and breeding to snub the cocky French aristopigs. We continue to do so today because no one likes the French. Hear, hear, well spoken Arnie, and a baguette up the backside for the French invaders too. Our next caller comes from the Ivory Coat, or should I say, Côte d'Ivoire. Bonjour, l'éléphant. A slow start, but a fine question indeed. All together now? Ask Arnie. The dodo was an obese pigeon species that lived on the French island of Mauritius. It also shared many traits with the French, it had a faux bravado, was rude and smelly, and looked like an oversized wig. But Dutch sailors were actually to blame for its extinction in 1662, eating the bird, introducing new predators and destroying its habitat. Then the Natural History Museum in London burned the only remaining complete dodo skeleton in the 18th century. I do not blame them. The British are fine people and it gets cold in big buildings like that. Well, there you go. One less thing to blame the French for. Moving swiftly on, we have our third and final question from Annan Y. Mouse in Australia. Good day, Annan. Hello Convict. The answer to your question is, to peck to the other side, H, A, 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 Cheers, Annan. Looks like that's the last draw for Arnie. Tune in next week to find out Plan B. Until then, keep busy. Easy. Seriously, who writes this script? Hardly the bee's knees, that's for sure. Well, I'll be the one laughing when he tries to write jokes for X-ray fish. Wahahaha. <laughs>